Request Friday here on First Up continues. Burning in Love by Honeymoon Suite. A request from Peter in Stony Creek. This is a great track. This is Listen to that guitar riff. Yes. Oh, man. This is a fire track. Chrissy, add this to the rotation here on First Up. Another thing we should add to the rotation is regular appearances from our next guest from the Minnesota Wild. Their television voice, it's Anthony LaPanta. I think this is his debut here on First Up. I think so. Good morning, Anthony. What's going on? It is my debut. I'm excited about it. Anytime that I get to chat early in the morning with a guy whose last name ends in a vowel, I'm in. <laughs> Giddy up. Yeah. That's only that, that's that's you, Carlo. Unfortunately, my yes. answer the K. Bravo. But, Grazie. Yeah. Uh, so, a uh, big one tonight for the Wild. The team has been really active of late, Anthony. Not necessarily bringing in players or trading them out, but retaining salary on different trades. We saw with the Leafs, saw with the Boston Bruins. Is that how Billy Guerin is wheeling and dealing right now, looking at some salary retention, maybe to build up some assets to make a bigger move? It could well be that. I think it was, it, it will be, I think the while will be active between here and the deadline. And he can only make one more salary retention trade right now but they had they were in a really strange spot still are in a really strange spot where they have a lot of cap flexibility this year a lot of room under the cap this year but cannot afford to take on anything basically anything with term for the next two years because of the parisi suitor buyout penalties Mm. they've got to be 14 million under the cap the next two seasons so they're in that strange spot where right now they could be uber-aggressive if they so choose. They can go out and get a rental and are one of the few teams that could afford a rental without salary retention. So I think he's using some of that right now to, to build in what everybody's talking about as being a very deep draft, picked up a fifth-round pick in this year's draft in yesterday's trade. I know the, the pick in the Toronto trade was a couple of years out, but you've got to, some – you have some – ability to help facilitate those trades and build with some assets. It wouldn't surprise me if we saw a lower pick, uh, two, three, or four. I'm talking about lower, just not a number one. Two, three, or four going the other way in a deal that brings some depth to Minnesota's lineup itself here before the deadline. So what would you think uh, Bill Guerin's uh, wish list would be? Would it be someone of impact? Would it be a depth player? Would it be someone on defense? I mean, we're hearing rumors that Dumba could be available. What, what type of moves do you expect to see? I mean, the Minnesota Wild, you guys have won four straight. Is it four straight or five? Four straight. Four uh, And you play the Leafs tonight. You've moved into third place in the Central Division with that win streak. Uh, what, what do you think the wish list is right now for Bill Guerin? Well, I think it's interesting because I don't think he looks at this team, and this is 100% speculation on my part, I don't think he looks at this team as a team that, is a player away from being a cup favorite. I do think he looks at them as a playoff team. I think he looks at them as a a team that might be a player in a couple different spots away from being a threat in the playoffs to win, say, a a series in the playoffs. To to potentially, and the way the West looks right now, it it was amazing. We were looking at it last night. Yeah, now Vegas won last night, so they they're down three points clear. But if you take if you start with Dallas, the second place team in the conference, the first place team in the Central Division, 
and go to the eighth team, the last playoff team. It's only five points mm-hmm. that separates those teams. About a week and a half ago, Minnesota got beaten Dallas. They were ten points behind the Stars. Wow. And everybody was talking about, oh, that might uh, could be a knockout punch for the Wild. Well, here we are a week and a half later. They're three points behind the Stars. It's yeah. crazy how tight this is. So I think when you look at it that way, you might look at a roster and say, yes, I don't think this team is an impact player away from being the best team in the National Hockey League. But it's hard to look at the Western Conference and say, well, if we added a score, who couldn't we beat? And, and again, this is all speculation on my part, but I start to look and say, with a score, could you beat Winnipeg in a series? Absolutely. Could you beat Dallas in a series? Could you beat Vegas, Edmonton, Los Angeles? Colorado still might be the one team in the West that's capable of, of elevating their game to a level that separates them, but, but we haven't seen it yet this year. So with all of that, it's kind of a long-winded way to get back to your question, which is I think what Minnesota really is lacking is scoring punch. They've been looking for it for most of this season. Last year they were one of the best five-on-five scoring teams in the league. This year they haven't been. They're playing with tremendous structure right now during this streak. It's four wins in a row. It's 5-1-1 one, and one over their last seven. And in those seven games, they've only allowed 11 goals. It's, it's crazy how well they've been playing defensively. And, and I think they see all that as potentially sustainable. But what they really need is a second scoring line. They've been looking for it all year and just haven't been able to find it. So I think if there was a guy who could deliver some scoring punch out there. I don't know. Maybe there's eight teams that are looking for a guy who could score, too. I'm not sure. But (laughs) but I think that would probably be the main target for Minnesota. Yeah, you talked about uh, some of their struggles scoring and even how good they've been keeping the puck out of their net. If you're a betting guy in their last 10 games, they're 9-1 and to the under. Ooh, now we're talking. So um, (laughs) they're getting some... uh, Playing in some tight hockey games, which brings me to my next question, Anthony. A big question right now that Minnesota fans have is who's going to be the guy leading the charge in net for the Minnesota Wild? You saw Flurry struggle a little bit going into the All-Star break. Gustafson has really taken the reins and got a good stretch here. Uh, Flurry gets the shutout last night. Nice to see in his return to the net. But um, is this going to be a problem for the Minnesota Wild moving forward? Well, I don't think they think it's going to be a problem, but I think it's that it may have changed. I think for most of the season, they felt like it was Marc-Andre Fleury's net, and the big question coming in, it was the trade was late before the season that sent Cantalba to Ottawa to bring Philip Gustafson in, and, and nobody really knew what they had in Gustafson. Billy Guerin was a little bit aware of him because of the fact that he had been a draft pick of the Pittsburgh Penguins when Billy was there, so he had a little bit of a knowledge of him. But I think even Billy would tell you he didn't know for certain what he had in terms of an NHL-level goaltender. And then Gus's first three starts this year were not very good. He was blown out by Los Angeles in a relief role and then gave up six against Colorado. And his first three starts, he, he looked like a guy that, oh boy, how are they going to find enough games to get him in and give Marc-Andre Fleury enough rest to stay fresh down the stretch. And it felt like they were trying to ease Gus back in. He was he was drawing, I don't want to say easier assignments, because you're still in the National Hockey League, but it was a lot of times where he would catch teams on the second of back-to-back, 
he would catch teams when the wild were fresh. Maybe the team's a little notch below him in the standings. And I thought all that changed when on the back end of back-to-backs in early December, he went into Vancouver when the Canucks were playing pretty well and shut out Vancouver. And from that point, it was like, all right, well, maybe this guy is, maybe it's, maybe there's some legitimacy to it. And he's just taking the ball and run with it. And I think they came out of the break thinking Flurry was, was still their guy. And Flurry was beaten, and Gus took the reins, and he was terrific on the homestand. And it was a the homestand the Wild just finished was really a season changer. They got beat the first two games out of the break, lost in Arizona, lost in Dallas, and then they came home to play Vegas to start a seven game homestand. And Mark Andre Flurry was in the net, and Vegas beat him five to one, and it really felt like. The season there was a why in the road. Which way is the season going to go? It was a really challenging homestand. They still had Jersey, Florida, Dallas, Colorado, L.A. all left on the homestand, and they came out and went four one and one the last six games. And Gus played five of the six. So I think right now it's tap the guy that you think that they think gives them a better chance to win tonight, and that might be Gus more often than it's Flurry right now, but. You know, and I thought Flurry looked a little, a little rusty, a little shaky early last night in Columbus, but then settled in and was really good late in the game. He is Anthony Labanta, the television voice of the Minnesota Wild. Looking for a good Italian spot here in Toronto tonight, following the game, Anthony. We got some, we got some recommendations if you need them. Well, you know what? I would love that. Unfortunately, we fly out after the game. Mm. This is the worst kind of trip into Toronto. We don't get it, <laughs> but I'm always, I'm always up for it. We. Um, I have a friend who lives out in Greektown here, so we've Ooh. gone out to some of those inner ring suburbs and, and have gone down to the Italian area a couple times when I've been up here on previous trips and have uh and we went to a place in little Portugal the last time we were here. Oh, I don't know right. the name of it, but it was right. terrific. Nice. But yes <laughs> is the short answer. I'm always looking for recommendations from those who know. All right. Well, we're going to uh, we're going to set something up the next time the Wild are in town. Maybe you'll head over to Carlo Koliakovo's house. Yeah, nice little fresh homemade. We could probably pasta. we could probably make that happen. Yeah. What's what's the specialty? Ooh. Uh, my my grandmother used to make an unbelievable lasagna. My aunt makes it now, and my dad's like a very creative cooker where he just <laughs> uses a lot of his flavors and imaginations, but. Fernando it's knows like what a he's homemade doing. fettuccine with a homemade pasta sauce. It's I'm getting hungry with pancetta. Right. Oh, yeah. oh well, I like, that sounds like my kitchen. <laughs> I like it. We just kind of make it up as we go. Exactly. So it's, uh, exactly. So, uh, well, I'll look forward to your recommendation. We're going to okay, set buddy. that up. Uh, Anthony LaPanta, thank you for doing this. Anytime. All right. The voice of the Minnesota Wild. You could watch tonight's game. You can watch tonight's game on TSN. Coco, today is the. 21st anniversary of the 2002 gold medal game from Salt Lake City featuring Canada and the United States. Remember that game? The Mario Lemieux threw the legs on Pronger to, I believe that was Paul Correa. I was looking at the lines for Canada in that game. It's absurd. It's absolutely (laughs) absurd. So we'll run run through some of that at the top of the 9 o'clock hour. Matthew Cause will join us, the host of Gameplay here on TSN Radio. Matt Larkin still to come. But next, Amit Mann, who covers the Raptors for Yahoo Sports. What a performance from Jakob Pertl once again for the Raps. A big win over New Orleans. We'll break it down with Amit next.